Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. I'm Jason Black. And I'm Nick Westrate. Um, this is a podcast about divas and their fans who belong to the LGBT community. Yeah, this is We Just, We Do Everything. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this is the podcast for all of you who felt alienated from your parents, so you latched on inappropriately to other older people who were women who were performing on your television sets. Absolutely, yeah. This is a podcast for when you're uh, having to spend Christmas with your family. You just scream, you don't understand me! And you, <laughs> you, you run, run upstairs and you put on your... slam the door. Donna Summer... <laughs> Disco the, album and watch the nanny and just only play as Princess Peach and Super Mario Kart. Absolutely, that's this. Yeah. That, this is for you, my children. <laughs> and, and we're bringing you presents every week. Uh, this every week, it's a fine December month. It's like an Advent calendar, but it's only going to be four or five episodes long. But it's going to be filled with a different. Diva confection every week. The news might be saying this is going to be the darkest winter, so we're here to bring you <laughs> just a little bit of light. <laughs> just a little teeny bit of light. Thinking about doing this podcast, thinking about doing this episode, I, I was listening to the soundtrack of um, Miss Santa Claus, and uh, the New York Times like came up and they're like, the, like just straight up was like, is going to be the darkest in our entire existence. Like, they're not oh, even yeah. trying to be like, it's going to kind of be dark. They're like, no, since we've known <laughs> existence, existence this is it will be, be the, the darkest. So, And you're just listening to Angela be like, I'm, like whistle. I'm Mrs. Claus. I'm not 40. I'm 13 going on thir- 17. <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm like bopping along and I'm like, wow, this, this, is some parallel worlds I'm living in right it's now. It's called but Counterpoint. It's called Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Yeah. But before we get into that, um, how was your week? What's going on? Is there diva news? Well, we're uh, we're after Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. It's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's past Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're actually kind of current. We're like we're coming out kind of current right now. We're a little current, but I mean, since we're as current we're kind as of, we could be, we're always a little bit a week behind in the diva news, and this will be a week old by the time this fucking episode comes out. Oh, you're gonna but drop I, new diva news? I yeah, I just want to like give a fucking shout out to Elliot Page. Oh yeah, I want to yeah. give the shout out to Elliot Page. Has come out as trans, and he's you know wrote a really. Uh, what I thought was a really cool letter stroke social media post about it and all the complicated feelings he has with it. And um, I just thought it was great. I thought it was really honest and, and frank and beautiful. And so shout out to One of the most high profile um, actors to do that. I think that I can remember. So super, super groundbreaking, super amazing, such a fucking terrific actor. So yeah, Yay, amazing actor, amazing actor. I love that. And uh, also, on a, a less serious note, did you hear about the Chromatica Oreos? What's up? Uh, Lady Gaga's releasing a line of Oreos to go with her album Chromatica. Do they look chromatic? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really looked at them yet. Oh, you but just I went, imagine? Went, I imagine yeah. they do. I mean, I will fuck with a fucked up Oreo any any day of the week. <laughs> What's your favorite fucked up Oreo? I don't really eat Oreos, but I do. I do remember. Uh, I'm always a birthday cake queen, so 
Are you looking them up right now? I can see. Yeah, they're like they're like pink. They're like pink and silver. They look metallic. They say Lady Gaga. I I wonder if they're peppermint flavored. I don't know. I mean. Are you into peppermint flavored stuff? I realize like I'm into everything I love Christmas. peppermint oh, flavored stuff. Yes. Give me a fucking Christmas peppermint and chocolate Oreo. Fuck yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you? You don't like peppermint? It's just so overwhelming. It's like the essence of peppermint is just like all you can taste. It's pretty extreme. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a peppermint. I'm not a, a real peppermint. I mean, I'm more into mint, but I'm not is even really a Is your serious name, girl, like, so. is your secret name Augie Tavish and you run a children's labor <laughs> toy company in 1910s New York? Is that your story? That you're shitting on Christmas like this? <laughs> Mary fucker kill. Augie Tavish. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Claus, <laughs> Michael Jeter. <laughs> I love just calling him Mr. Claus. Oh, Mr. Wolf. Dead Claus, really, in this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lady Gaga has Oreos. Um, did you look at your 2020 Spotify wrapped playlist? Yes. Was Bette Midler your number one? Artist. Yeah, okay, good. I just wanted, to, I was in the 0.005% of her top fans. I was doing it and I just kept saying out loud, this is dark. Oh no, this is dark. Mine are always unfortunate, dark, and confusing. Just as I've always <laughs> been saying, like my playlists are, are have that. I will just say my what fifth the one. Darkness? Yeah. Th- no, there's a, there's a couple of darknesses. It's just very strange, but <laughs> my fifth one was Waka Waka. This one from, <laughs> this one's for Africa by Shakira. Her World Cup. <laughs> Her World Cup song that was super inappropriate that she shouldn't have done. And that's the song I listened to fifth the most in all of the year, I guess. And so when I saw that, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I'm not okay. Everything else was kind of okay. My number one was Down to You by Joni Mitchell. You classy bitch. I gave you that. I gave you that. You did. That's still one of my favorite. You listen to that the most? Yeah. You play that the most, huh? Then Desperado by Linda Ronstadt. Mm. Then I think it's going to rain today by Bette Midler. Then something else at number four, I don't remember. I think it's, um, oh, it was um, Cloud Busting by Kate Bush. And number five was The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, Roberta Flack. Oh, beautiful. It was That's all diva, though. and I was so proud of myself. I was like, these are all 70s divas, and I'm uh, 70s, 80s divas, and I'm happy. My first one is not even a diva. My number Who? one. <gasps> it was a him? It's him's. Who are the hymns? Who? Oh, you're gonna you, this 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 might be this might be exclusive cut shit. Um, it's the Eagles. Oh yeah, you <laughs> love the Eagles. You confess I, that. I've confessed that. Yeah, I've confessed that on the podcast. And I actually, really, the Eagles are pretty misogynistic. Although Linda Ronstadt did start them. Um, <laughs> uh, and actually, they have this. They like we said, they weren't made famous with Desperado, uh, but they they. Linda Ronset was but that was their song and they kind of had that it was a kind of a country western themed album and they had Desperado as one of the characters and this other um, Dalton as one of the characters and then they do an encore at the very end and they mix them both together and something oh. I used to just yeah and it was kind of like the end of these cowboys lives and I have no idea I had never heard it but I listened to it right when COVID started and I would just sit out on my little outdoor space and just like look at the stars and I guess play it, I guess play it over and over and over again. Um, and 
you know, the, those 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 dark times are not from remembering. And so thank you, Spotify, for reminding me of <laughs> things that now make me feel uncomfortable. So, Diva News. Oh, thanks, Spotify. Thanks, Spotify. Why? They, they release it so weird. They release it in the way that you can't actually see it, right? It's just in some kind well, of Well, I had to, like, search it. Nonsense. It took me a while. It took me a while to figure it out. Yeah, I know. I did do a lot of screenshotting. I'm not great with it. But I finally got it. So I was happy about it. But that, yeah, everyone's going to be like, our news is always so fucking old. This is as current as we get. If this is your first episode, get ready. That's the end of this century. We now. No, it's not. No, it's not actually. So awful. This is the end oh. of the century. But if you want to come to Patreon, we're actually still kind of staying slightly current. And we're doing. Yes. We're, and oh, we've been we're undone so by current. the undoing. We have been undone by Nicole Kidman, Noma Demenswene, Lily Rabe herself in the undoing. All the divas of the undoing are coming to the front of the line in Patreon. No, I Patreon will be talking for darkness. Patreon darkness. I will be talking about my undoing, but there's no way I'm going to say it right now that I'm not going to also have to mention the better undoing, which is Miss Conway Beach. Ah, uh, so yes, we're also going to be talking about contrast. We're all, yes, we're also going to be talking about uh, murder on what is it? Murder on Middle Beach. Murder on Middle, Middle Beach. Beach. Murder. Yeah, I, I don't know. So Everyone's saying beach in up, this thing. So yeah, if you're not caught up. You need to watch them both. They're on our favorite channel, Purple HBO. Um, learn about the Barbara Beach of it all. Join us on the Patreon on Thursday, patreon.com forward slash for the girls. $7 a month helps us make this podcast. Thank you to all of our battle angels who currently support us. We love you. And if you haven't yet, come on over. There were like something like, I don't know, 20, 20 some bonus episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. Stuff like. The Golden Girls, stuff like Angela Lansbury's exercise video, Positive Moves. My favorite stuff one. Stuff like <laughs> Sybil, season one. We have a Larry lot of Crown. We talk there. about Tom Hanks' <laughs> iconic Larry Crown. The House That's of right, Roberts. we do hymns. <laughs> <laughs> Come over to Patreon. We're there for you. Okay, so now. Okay, now we're going back to now. We're now we're what are we out. doing? Now we're going into the 1980s. Um, to Avenue A, New York City. 1980s. Full of drug, drug use and <laughs> guns and violence, right? Wasn't that the 1980s? What were we on? She was in the, the 1980s, 90s. right? The 90s. With, it was the this 90s. This movie was made in the 90s. This but, and was this set in the 1980s. It takes place in 1910. <laughs> you can you say 1910. Yeah, women still couldn't vote in the 80s. It is, it's all the same. <laughs> if Nancy Reagan had anything to do with it, they couldn't. That's, That's right. Wow, boom. Politics. Boom. Politics. Current this is Angela Lansbury's CBS special, Hallmark Presents, Mrs. Claus, The Musical, written by Jerry Herman from 1996, starring Angela Lansbury, starring um, Charles Durning, Michael Jeter, and the original Zeidel from Fiddler on the Roof. Did you know that? Who is the original Zeidel? Mrs. Lowenstein, the boarding house lady, is the original Zydel from the movie. I yeah, knew she she's... was iconic. She is iconic. She's giving you a boarding house mistress in this who's afraid of the police. And and she and she wants that that other candlestick from her grandmama. Yeah, she from does. her mother mama. She only has one. She keeps and she keeps it hidden. Yes, in she does. In the suitcase, in case she has to run away. Yes, she does. Yes, kids, we're bringing you. We we have been wanting to do. Um, well, wanting to do, we wanted to do last year, and and we kind of didn't. We actually kind of, we were kind of tossing things around this year, but we wanted to do a holiday movie. Yes, a real, real holiday pageant. 
And they're kind of hard to find. They're, the women-centric ones that maybe tip Nick and I off are kind of wait for a while. And, and, and uh, we're, we're saying it now, so we're going to have to make real. Nick really wanted to do Vanessa Williams, um, like like version of a Christmas tale, I guess. Yeah, she has, a, story. she has a version of A Christmas Carol that I think was made for Lifetime where she plays like a hard-edged, badass CEO yeah. who has like the whole experience with the three ghosts. I haven't been able to find it yet. I think I'm going to have to buy it on DVD on eBay or one of you is going to tell me where to buy, find it on the internet. But I, I can tell you, I think it's on YouTube. Is it? It's all on yeah. YouTube? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I watched some of it, and I, it might have been me who was like, maybe, this was before we had the Patreon. Mm. I was like, I don't know how much hay we could make out of this. <laughs> right. How much right. beautiful commentary we could give to Vanessa Williams. <laughs> Scrooge. Um, but anyway, so, so we had that idea, and that was really kind of it, because there isn't really that much... Um, female-centered, diva-filled Christmas movies. It's an absolute shame, shame, shame. I mean, there is White Christmas, which is half diva. Which is half, which is half two divas, and they're which, iconic. Which, we which will also, do. if you ever need to go down, a, if you're ever like, hmm, what Christmas music should I listen to? The answer is Rosemary Clooney. She's always the place to go back to. She's always the well. She's always the source. Her Christmas Carol renditions, for me, are number one. She is my Christmas goddess. Always, which is, no, she was on our last Christmas uh, Carol's mm-hmm. episode from last year. But I just listened to her all through the holiday season. Um, what other diva Christmas movies are there? I I don't know. I mean, the my, my, my mo- one of my most celebrated performances is Catherine O'Hara and Home Alone. It's still the performance I would give her the Oscar for. I think she deserved a Best Supporting Actress for that performance. I think it's so emotional and beautiful and true. And hilarious. It's the heart of the movie. She's really not in it all that much um, for what she does and what she brings. Like everything she brings is pitch perfect and complete. Mm-hmm. Like she has to set off the the incident of like punishing Kevin up to his room, and then yes. at the same time also uh, being this mother who's like heartbroken that her son's kind of a little shithead and yeah. wants her family to disappear, and then and then she has to break your heart by the stress she has of returning to her son. And I always get a little misty eyed when she finally reunites with Kevin. Always, always. And then in home alone two, you have iconic Brenda Fricker being the heart of that movie. Our Frick, our, 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 our Frick, our fricking fire of life. <laughs> Bird poop. Um, I was, I was also thinking of, do you remember the movie, the Santa Claus that we used to watch as kids with John Lithgow and Dudley Moore? Kind of. Where they would eat the magic candy canes that would make them fly. Uh-huh. And there was that little red-haired girl in it, like Little Miss Junior Claire Danes, who I forget who she was. Do you remember that at all? Kind of. It makes me think of the Mary Ste- Wasn't Mary Steenburgen in, like, remember that reindeer movie that was that was shot in Michigan near our hometown? No. Do you remember that? With the little girl, no. too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, that's cool. Yeah. It was it was a single mother Mary Steenburgen in this little girl. There was that movie. And then there's, of course, like the bevy of lifetime Christmas movies. Yeah, and I'm but sure we don't. I'm sure we're missing yeah. some, but it's. But what's for the? What's the for? What's in the for the girls' wheelhouse? Mm. Angela motherfucking God herself, Lansbury. So if you are kind of one of those people who's afraid of horror, and when we get spooky on the show, you're kind of tune out. We have a recurring segment called "My Favorite Murder She Wrote." where we dive into the glorious wonders of Cabot Cove and all of its uh, myriad horrors. 
Uh, starting this podcast, I'm not even sure how that idea necessarily completely came about. I think we both kind of were kind of feel like something is if we toss around something and we both feel kind of excited about it, we truly just run with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I was not I had I, I I don't think Angela Lansbury would have been in the top 20 of divas. I thought we would just be who would be our patron saint that we obsess over every season. Yeah. <laughs> and who brings us Multiple so much times. joy. Third Angela episode this season. That's almost as much as bad. Yeah, but the joy she brings us. The, the, <sighs> the joy she brings me in this movie. Well, the thing that she does is there's kind of a continuity of Angela. Like, there is something about her spirit. Maybe not. Maybe this isn't true for her early performances, her villainous performances of, like, Gaslight and Manchurian Candidate and Dorian Gray. But definitely Angela from once she inhabits the universe of Jessica Fletcher, kind of onwards until now, there's this continuous Angela that I can only describe as her revealing her divine nature. And it can, it's like God, you mean God? Yeah, her godlike nature. Um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, uh, Jessica Fletcher, and now Mrs. Claus, that is so beautiful and safe and loving and truly kind, magnanimous and all knowing that I'm obsessed with. For the kids who don't know our, our Angela, like we do Mm. my babe, I, I, I give you a challenge. Okay. I challenge you to an Angela Lansbury, uh, talk off. Uh-huh. Of her autobiography, 60 seconds. Let me get the stopwatch going. Are you okay, ready? Okay, get it going. Are you going to do it like Joe and Chris do it on the set Oscar buzz and tell me when it's like at 30 seconds and then 15 seconds? No, I'm going to tell you when it's at 31 seconds and 14 okay. seconds. Because this is our great. podcast. That's what we do Because it's here. a different... Okay, great. That's what the girls do here. We're deaf. Mm-hmm. We're different. We do things okay. different um, Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Uh-huh. Set. Uh-huh. Angela Lansbury biography starts now. Okay, she was born in England. Her father died of stomach cancer at nine. It was a form. It was a forming thing in her life. She and her mom. Her mom was an actress. They moved to L.A. Her mom wants a movie career. Angela falls into the gay scene. She has lots of gay friends. She's working at a department store. She meets John Van Bruten, who gets her a screen test for Gaslight. She gets Gaslight. Then she gets um, uh, Black Beauty or whatever that National Velvet with Elizabeth Taylor becomes her best friend forever. She does a bunch of movies, but then she gets kind of p- pigeonholed as old lady bitches. So she's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to do theater." She does. Mame in 1966. She has another Joey Herman musical. She wins 33 seconds. Okay, then she does Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. It's amazing. Her family, her son gets uh, has a heroin overdose. They move to Ireland. She's like, let me do more plays. She does Gypsy. She does Sweeney Todd. She wins more Tonys. She tries to do a revival of Mame. That sucks. She does a Miss Marple movie in England. Then they're like, she's really good at solving crimes. Then she becomes... Nine seconds. Um, Jessica Fletcher, and she um, starts doing that for years. She's nominated for 12 Emmy Awards for that. Since then, she made Mrs. Claus. She's done a bunch of plays on Broadway. And she's my queen of my life. She's Almost, also, right? She's also Miss Good Old Miss Teapots. Miss Teapots. I forgot Miss Teapots. That's like the same year as Mrs. Claus. That's this no, voice. No, it's not. 96? No, it was 93. was Miss Teapots. <laughs> it was Miss Teapots. Was nice. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, man. I still can't. Wow, I'm still you upset killed that it, she, babe. That Good she job. hasn't won the fucking Emmy. You know, it's still crazy to me. 
It's crazy she won just everything. Yeah, her not winning the Emmy is like stomach churningly sick sickness. Um, <laughs> no, it's a sickness. It's a darkness that I can't. It's a dark really winter. It's a dark, from. dark. That's part of the dark winter saga. You guys, <laughs> listen. I know. I know. Like we have field camps right now for our sick, but Angela didn't win the Emmy. Can, I mean, can... Kathy Baker beat her three times. For what? Tyne Daly beat her three times. Kathy Baker kept winning for Picket Fences, boo. Oh. Yeah, it's a darkness. It's a it's a deep darkness. And Angela was not even nominated for the film we're talking about today called Mrs. Claus, <laughs> 1996. <laughs> not nominated for the Tony, not nominated for the Oscar, and not nominated for the Emmy for Mrs. Mrs. San, Mrs. Santa Claus. Her name's not Miss Claus. It's Mrs. It's San- Mrs. Santa Claus. Mrs. Santa Claus. Though by the end of this movie, I bet you can call me Santa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I well. Does she, though? Does she by the end of the... No, I don't think mm. so. So I was telling Jay that one of the things that happened after Evil Les Moonves canceled Murder, She Wrote and The Golden Girls was Je- uh, Jessica Fletcher. I, it's hard for me to not call her Jessica Fletcher. So you can call her Jessica... Yeah, me. yeah, we're going to go in and out. She's <laughs> she, Jess- a goddess by all names. You know what I mean? Like, we all pray to the same god. Allah. Exactly. Buddha. It's the same Yahweh. thing. Yahweh. It's the same thing. Jessica. <laughs> Mrs. Ms. Potts. <laughs> Mrs. Potts. <laughs> Um, Sick. <laughs> Mrs. Lovett, Mame, Rose, whatever you want to call her. She she goes by many names. Anyway, so after she was canceled by evil him, Les Moonves, she goes to her friend Jerry Herman and she's like, you know what would really kick this murder she wrote back into gear with the kids is if we made it into a musical. <laughs> wild. 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 <laughs> wild fields of heaven idea like just are you kidding only only god can come up with things like that so um jerry herman was like what if instead we make it a mrs claus musical and she's like sold and cbs actually presented it which is pretty exciting and they shot it in la on the kind of iconic they have these iconic universal backlots that are just old new york city streets and it's very beautiful. It's very staged, like an old-fashioned musical. And you can watch it um, with a free trial subscription of Hallmark <laughs> Now, which is what I did, which I need to remind myself to cancel in a week. But you can get that via Prime or whatever the fuck. And the only bummer about it is that there aren't commercials. And it's cut for commercials. And I could feel where they were supposed to be, and I wanted them. Yeah, also, I... Um you know, taking some uh, diligent notes on Miss Claus. And and I I paused it and I realized like what I thought was the middle was actually just a half an hour left. So I do think you, a little bit of space, a little bit of more cush to make Mm -hmm. that feel kind of like two hours. It's a real quick bop. It's such a quick, beautiful bop. You know, in the, on the state, on the stages, they shot it in the summertime. And mm. they could barely keep the real snow. So a lot of the scenes are actually, they watered down a lot of things and were using reflectors to make it seem like there was snow there oh. uh, because it was so hot. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, they had to be those, those little orphan slave children had to be real troopers because it was super hot <laughs> during a lot of those street scenes. Well, I think we need to get into the actual everything of the Mrs. Claus of it all, because I imagine most of our listeners, our lovely battle angels, have not seen it and probably won't see it. So let's set the scene for you. 
The first thing that happens is, I love this opening kind of framework. The camera flies over a snowy town at Christmas time. It looks like a modern town. I even thought it might have been Cabot Cove. <laughs> so did New York. So when they fly over New York, I'm like, <laughs> it's totally modern. That, that a that's fake. That's like not. Right. That's not even real. That's not even like a real shot of New York. So you could have made it like they didn't have skyscrapers then, baby. Like <laughs> no, it was not even attempting anything. But but except first... to steal your heart. It attempts to just steal your heart with whimsy. But this first flyover flies into like a really cozy little living room that I like to imagine was Cabot Cove, Maine. And it goes to a little picture of the North Pole and then flies through that picture and we're at the North Pole. So the first thing I realized was that in Jessica Fletcher's house in Cabot Cove, there's a portal to the North Pole, which obviously it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Angela Lansbury produced... uh, Miss Santa Claus. So I have to imagine that that is, that is one of her very specific godly touches. She yes. really set the scene for this Jerry Herman musical, who, by the way, was uh, behind, was a composer behind the hits of Hello Dolly um, and La Cage Off yes. And so this, so and Mame. you're going to start here and Mame. So we're going to start once, once we start rolling on these, just going to mm-hmm. soon to be iconic songs is we will, will it, we will, will it into the Bible, into the good book. Uh, and <laughs> into the so good book. Of- you, you'll kind of, because re- like it all really does sound like his shit. Hardcore. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And uh, the we start off in the fucking elf workshop and the chief elf Arvo is played by one of my favorite actors ever in history, Michael Jeter. Teddy's vest has satin lining and the locomotive's brass is shining and sparkle and the gloss we attribute to the boss. Miss Muffet's hair is twice as curly And we're wrapped and packed and finished early So a big round of applause Two hours sturdy and smart Tough on the jaw Soft in the heart Positive practical Well, you know what I would love to do, babe? Evening Shade. I would love just to go back. I don't care if I do it. I, I was watch obsessed Evening with Evening Shade. I Who's was that, obsessed Bert? with Evening Shade. Sexy old Burt Reynolds. Old Bert, and Bert? eternally memorized Mary Lou Henner, who probably still knows all of her lines from Evening Shade. <laughs> we should, we could do I want to fight. How do we get Evening Shade? Yeah, so he was, so he kind of had a, back in the 90s, if you're a 90s kid, he was, he, he did Evening Shade and he did Sister Act too. So he kind of really got yes. on the map with, and the Fisher King is one of my favorite performances of his. He was an openly gay actor who is op- also openly HIV positive, who we unfortunately lost in 2003 um, from complications from epilepsy. And he was just uh, one of the great, fun character actors ever. Do you want to hear? Right? Yeah. And he was like really doing a lot of um, kind of. Uh, a certain voice CGI work and don't hear a real bummer. I was listening to another podcast mm. called um, Blank Check, and yeah, they, and they were talking about a little movie called The Polar Express, which was his last film, which That's his last movie, 
which that's not which you know Derek Jeter. But oh, if you, but if you do want to see something really wonderful, you should watch him on YouTube uh, out of the Tony Awards when he won his award mm-hmm. for the Grand Hotel. It's just he's he's he, he's fabulous, and yeah, again, a trailblazer was one of the few out actors of that time. So. Yeah, and he just starts off singing a song about the vests on teddy bears and putting it all together in Santa's fucking workshop. Because he's a head elf. He's a head elf, but he also looks like either he was sipping on some cider or he went to to Florida to get a good old tan because he was red in my, in my on my screening. How, how did you watch this? You were gonna t- didn't he seem red? Didn't he seem some of these people seem tan? Santa seemed like he was having a goddamn heart attack uh, like every other second. <laughs> Santa is played by Charles Durning, our, one of our favorite hymns from Home for the Holidays and a million other movies, Tootsie. I think he gave it and all to Home to the Holidays, though, because... He was, he was really on his last legs here, poor Charles Durning. He was, looked real red in the face. Gosh, but you Angela Lansbury's having to just like dance around and make winky <laughs> eyes, and he's just sitting there. Like he's shitting himself or something. Like I don't want to mean to be crude. I don't mean to be. I mean, crude I wouldn't try to. I wouldn't try to upstage God either. I mean, come yeah, on. Angela's. Can't. Angela's looking iconic though. Angela's giving oh. you fucking wrap around Princess Leia braid on I her. I called the Dutch. I called the Dutch girl. She was giving me a Dutch girl. Oh. She was looking okay, y'all. She was looking younger than any day she was in Cabot Cove. Seriously, the North Pole does the Queen well. She was yes. looking fresh. Like, she's looking a, fresh, and she is running that workshop like a benevolent mistress. She's giving everyone paid time off. She's telling everyone to go home early, not work too hard. They made, like, sustainable handmade toys. We still have seven days till Christmas. Oh, team, we've done it. 1910 is a record year. You're a magician, Arva. Beautiful. The year is 1910. Oh, did you catch when she confessed to being completely immortal? Yeah, she said. But what do you mean in the song where she's like, "I've been centuries and centuries old, and I, uh-huh. I'm just yeah. now finding out who the frick I am." What about you, Mrs. Claus? Another Christmas Eve alone? After the first hundred years or so, you get used to it. Yes, and she's like, "Wait, what's my job here? I know I run the workshop really well, but all of a sudden Santa starts getting." Boku letters, like loads of last minute letters. I don't know what was happening with the USPS in fucking 1996, but it was intense. And she's like, wait, are any of these letters written to me? And they're like, no. Now we're on where she sings Miss Claus. Yeah, her I want song. I want. You know what she wants to do? Not only does she want to find herself after centuries and centuries of being called the Miss Santa Claus, but she wants to be a map maker. <laughs> I need something challenging to do. Somewhere marvelous to go. He's seen every little corner of the world. All I've ever seen is snow. She's a cartographer, bitch. Freaking knows every hill and freaking valley of the world for delivering Santa's work only with presents. (laughs) (laughs) She fucking wants Santa to try out a new route. And Santa is not even having it. Mrs. Claus knows all the routes of the world, even though she's never left the North Pole. Never left the North Pole. That is misogyny. That is toxic masculinity fucking with her. I'm Mrs. Santa Claus, the invisible wife. And Mrs. 
is Santa Claus needs a change in her life. I've been manning the business and planning each holiday plan. And I'm tired of being the shadow behind the great man. For each December when Santa's checking his list, tis the season that he forgets I exist. So the moment has come to beat my own drum because I want the world to know there's a Mrs. Santa Claus. So what does she do, babe? She, after centuries and centuries and centuries. Well, first off, she goes up to good old, she goes up to good old sleeping Charles Dunning. And she's like, honey, look at my map. We're going to do, we're going to do play by play here. Okay. Honey, I just got to tell play by play. She's like, honey, look at my map. And he's like, what? Talk about the Easter napkins. And she's like, he doesn't listen to me. And so, Mm -hmm. and that's really upsetting. Cause I could tell by her really, um, well drawn, um, uh, what is the word? What is that when you no no cartographer cartography her cartography her, her yeah, hand her done cartography, cartography. that they, yeah. she, they didn't have freaking technology up there during that time in the North Pole she there was no all map by hand in 1996 probably took at least hundred you... years to draw that thing fuck yes it did Shh. he wouldn't even look at it she doesn't want to do any more cups of cocoa she wants to find out who she is and so she's like Jared. Jarek friggin Jeter, Michael Jeter, get your get your elf self over here and hike up those, hike up hike up Santa's little Santa's little helpers, and I'm going to go for I guess a joyride. Arvo, hitch up the reindeer, please. The reindeer? Where are you going? I'm going to try out this map. I just know that this new route will save gobs of time. Yeah, but what about the chief? I mean, when are you coming back? Well, I'll be back before morning, dear. Just tell him that I've gone out for a little spin around the world. She, she's, she's trying out to test map, out. Right? She's going to try out her map. Yeah, yeah, she needs to test it out. Now, question for you: Did you have trouble figuring out what her first name was? No. Does she have a first name? She oh, does. It's Anna. At, Anna. It's Anna. Anna Claus, which I love. At first, I thought it was Olive, but <laughs> then I realized it was Anna Claus. So that's another name you can refer to your Lord and Savior by. I had. So tr- Michael- I thought she was. I, at one point, I thought she called. Um, I thought she called Donner Donder, and I was like, "Oh, that must be one of the." Oh, they old? called Donder a couple times. Oh, okay, yeah. girl. So I am here. Mm-hmm. I am sipping on the same cocoa that you're sipping on. Boom. Donder, not Donner. <laughs> I was like, "This is the old English spelling." Of some shit. It's like that 1910. Shit. Oh, they did say Donder a couple times. <laughs> okay, honey. Well, what happens once she's in the air though, and she flies over iconic New New York City? Does Donder get a? Does Donder break his little hoof? Who does? Little Cupid. Cupid does. How does Cupid Cupid's break his hoof in the air? No idea. Bird ran into it. Don't you remember <laughs> Sully Sullenberger? It was like that. <laughs> it was like that's some Sully shit. Man, gotta land this. Miss Claus. Just like Angela Lansbury should have played Sully. That would have been iconic. That would have been so good. Maybe we could write <laughs> Sully the musical. She's still alive, you guys. Don't even be sleeping. Angela Lansbury is still alive, giving you iconic performances in Mary Poppins. <laughs> and now she's going to be in our Zooms, in our Zoom musical of, of Sully. <laughs> Sully the Zoomical. <laughs> 
Starring Angela Lansbury from her house. Well, so Cupid got sullied somehow, and Angela's like, She had to make a crash landing in 1910 New York on Delancey Street at the fucking... Luckily, she lands right outside a horse shed that is run by a sexy little Italian-looking snack named... Marcello DeMarco. Yes, Marcello, who runs this little horse shed, and he takes her in... Oh, but what does she have? She can't blow up her spot that she's Mrs. Santa Claus. So she has to come up with an alias. Where you come from, Mrs. Uh... I come from the north. Uh, from the north. Ah, Signora di North. Well, actually, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I'm Mrs. North. <laughs> We're really trying to break this down for you because the subtleties <laughs> of this film can pass you by because you're just um, in. Oh, oh, also the costumes are by Bob by Bob Mackie. And fucking so Bob really Mackie, fucking fabulous. So I do, do get fucking... lost in the wonder of it all. Oh, and I didn't mention this about Angela's "I Want" song, but I'll mention it now. She is in really good voice. She She's really like is giving you like full belt and then like a little float up to the high notes. That is perfect. Her float is gorgeous. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's super strong in this. So, so what yeah, is her, her alias? I'm Mrs. North. Obviously. <laughs> Boom, no one's going to figure that out. Her, she's now Anna North, another name by which you may refer to your Lord and Savior. And she finds out that Cupid, it's going to take him a week to heal. And she's like, shit, I don't have anywhere to stay. And this guy's like, come on, I'm going to find you a place to stay on a little street called Avenue A. Welcome to the world of Avenue A. Where you hear, come esta, and bless my soul and oy vey. Rosie Finkelstein and Michael Monaghan are still going steady. Mrs. Brandenheim is yelling out their window, Breakfast is ready! Okay, and yes, this song. Uh, I this song. love me this kind of this stuff. Is a, Give me a ragtime number. This was a cut number from Rent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was this was the original La Vie Bohème. Um, <laughs> I love this. Oh, I just love. So this was the first like original musical written for television since Cinderella in 1957. Yes. So and this this, song, is, this kind of stuff, this kind of beautiful. iconic uh, sh- shooting of a of a sound stage musical where you know my favorite thing is where like there's multiple actions going on and so like mm-hmm. the flower guy is escorting one of someone else off as they're doing like you know everything is properly as like the rabbis high. yell at each yes. other. Yes, honey. And the lady with the chickens goes by. <laughs> oh, give me the now, now I'm getting the shivers. Here we go. Look, there's a push cart full of bagels coming your way. There's a ragman with the saxophone. There's not a tune he can't play. Part of the great kaleidoscope called Avenue A. We get the whole cast of characters. It's like a perfect New York City where all the different ethnic groups like 
kind of clash, but also kind of magically get along and uh, magically love their poverty. You get to hear so many different words, so many different languages. You even get a reprise with Angela Lansbury doing Avenue A, and that's oh, what I live for. The reprise, I live for this. I live for the reprise of Avenue A. She's learned some. She's learned some new Yiddish terms. I've landed in the world of Avenue A. Where you here, Comista, and bless my soul, and oy vey. So a lady from a cold and distant place, a lifetime away, still can become part of the world of Avenue A. She takes a bite of a bagel at the end. She also meets a feminist revolutionary named Sadie, who's like a little Miss Emma Goldman. Women of the world, unite! A revolution is at hand! Join us in the march to Union Square! The time for change is There she is. Yes. Um, What do we think? I'm into Sadie. I was so into her, and then I couldn't find anything she had done for, like, the rest of her career. She kind of disappeared. Yeah, not even on, she ain't even on Wikipedia. Um, What does she say? One man, one vote doesn't say anything about a woman. And then what does Miss Claus say? Baby, help our new guest to the house. Enough with the women's suffering. Women's suffrage, Mama. One man, one vote. The law says nothing about women. (laughs) Excuse my daughter. She's a little excitable. Oh, but she does have a point. That's uh-huh. right, you guys. That's Ms. right. Claus That's may right. have been stuck in the North Pole for 200 years, but she immediately understands the right for women's suffrage. Like, immediately. Why? Because she has the eternal wisdom of the Lord Jessica Fletcher. She really does jump on to women. But, but again, in the same subtle way as Jessica Fletcher, she's not... Again, God only shows you the door. You have to walk through it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. like you're, it's our, we're human. This is our choice. And it's mm-hmm. if God's kicking us behind, you know, then we're just then we're just puppets. And so what does Miss Claus or Jessica Fletcher do is that they subtly acknowledge the truth and let everyone around them see it, you know, mm-hmm. like because when she gets there, all of the other women kind of think that uh, Miss Sadie is kind of crazy. Yeah, because the women, you know what? The husbands make the choices. Yeah, they don't understand it yet. And then Jess just kind of opens. Did you also see how Jess kept finding clues all over the place? Oh, she's always looking. She's always seen. She's always always sees a clue. Yeah. Like in the scene with Santa Claus at the beginning, she like opens the window and she's like, oh, is that the North Star? Is that our special star? Chilly in here. I think someone must have left a window open. Oh, look. You can see it tonight. Oh. And I was like, Jess, is that a clue? This open window? And then later she sees Pay attention eggs. to the special star. Um, she's letting us and know. And later she sees those eggs and she's like, Well, you darling girls, you found the eggs that Mrs. Lowenstein was looking for. Jess is always finding clues, which is why I found it odd that when they introduced a police officer, that police officer didn't immediately enlist her in some sort of law enforcement work. Well, because she has to be, she's in disguise. Right, because so she's, she's now Mrs. She's Miss North. North, so she can't right. completely give it up. Do you know what I mean? So she has to stay undercover as best she can. That's why she has to suddenly do all the all of her subtle support power moves, which you she does throughout. That, 
you could tell that the police officer kind of wanted to give her a large portfolio of detective work, but then didn't quite trust it because of her disguise. And I guess he's like getting bullied by like an Irish girl, you know, so he's <laughs> really focused weird. on that. Uh, that was bizarre. Yeah, there's really little orphan Annie phoned in there, huh? It was like, oh, yeah, oh, this, yeah. there's she was this little Irish girl. I'm Nora. Oh, I'm Mrs. North. Uh, and where is your mother? She's back in Ireland. My old man's working double shifts to pay for a steamship ticket to bring her and my baby brother over. So what we're telling you is Mrs. North, also known as Anna Claus, gets a room at Mrs. Lowenstein's lodge. Mrs. Lowenstein is the mom to Sadie, the feminist revolutionary, who Jess is supporting. And also at this boarding house lives a little Irish orphan Annie, who kind of becomes Mrs. North's sidekick. Yes, and uh, Sadie's mom is really scared that the police officer is going to take Sadie away for all of her ridiculous ideas about women's suffrage. revolutionary thinking, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Lowenstein, you're shaking. I think he's coming to take away Sadie. She makes such trouble. Oh, just for speaking on the sidewalk? I have seen what comes from this in the old country. So we're all caught up, kids? Do we have it all placed now? Are we there? Yes. Wait, but how is Jess? How is Jess going to pay for her boarding house? Because she well, she has to use her skills. She, she doesn't have any money. She doesn't have any money, but she does have skills. And what does she have skills with doing? Making toys. <laughs> Making toys. So she has to go to the. You have to go to that local toy factory on Avenue A. Luckily, that's where little red-haired orphaned Irish girl already has a job doing child labor. I got me a job over at Tavish's. You have a job. Well, why shouldn't I? Don't you? At the moment, no. Uh, but I do need one. All right. You did for me, so I'll do for you, kiddo. Whew, this was a straight-up child farm. This there was, was a child farm. There was an it, he reminded adult. me of the he reminded me of the child catcher. She goes to work at Tavish Toys, which is run by Augustus Tavish, played by musical theater icon Terrence Mann. The red balloons may stain your ceiling and the fire engines ain't healing, but my heart just squeals with joy. I've just made a Tavish toy. It only has to last to Christmas. What do you think about Terrence Mann? I thought he was great. You know, he's the he's in the original Cats, Barnum. He was just nominated for Tony for Pippin a couple years ago. I loved him. Was he's he really like giving a, you Tim Curry? Tim Curry all the way. Tim he was Curry giving you that Tim vibes. Curry creep grin, like creepy grin, but that you still enjoy it and kind mm-hmm. of de- are, it's like delicious, deliciously evil. I did love. Okay, so like, yeah, I I wasn't expecting <laughs> Miss Claus to really bring out the horrors of Avenue A of of nineteen ten, <laughs> but I was I liked that they kept it light. I know that that's such a weird <laughs> thing to to have enjoyed. <laughs> From CBS's 1996 Miss Claus. But I was like, I was enjoyed never feeling fully threatened. You know, I mean, the kids, the kids, they want some heat. And that's what Miss Claus is really. So Miss Claus goes to be what? The assistant of? The supervisor. The supervisor. She gets hired right away. Almost, almost sight unseen. And she's, little did we know that she's been 
radicalized or her ideas from the North Pole of an egalitarian workplace where workers uh, bargain collectively, which I think is just kind of intuitive to God. You like do everything rights. together as a team for a to, higher power. But to 1910s New York capitalists, that is very threatening. And she has to immediately become a labor organizer. It is a bit frosty in here, isn't it? There must be some kind of malfunction with the stove. Yeah, it don't function till Tavish puts some coal in it. Well, I'll have to speak to Mr. Tavish about that, won't I? I've always felt that a happy workshop is a productive workshop. Don't you agree? You ever worked in a factory before, lady? Tell her, Lindsay, tell her. Well, it so happens that we're in the toy business ourselves back home. Yeah, and she and she's kind of like, well, like we're nothing if we don't stick together. My tiny, 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 tiny. These aren't teenagers. These are tiny, tiny children. Like eight-year-olds, eight-year-olds. But they don't trust her at first because she's old. She is old. She is old. And so, but you know what she also is? What? Almost young. I'm holding back the hands of time And though a fool might say I passed my prime My heart has always clung To staying almost young A few gray hairs, a few gold teeth Can never hide the kid that's underneath The kid whose hopes are hung on staying almost young. Mm, that's right, babe. This dance for this song, Almost Young, is so fucking charming and cute and literally like Angela Lansbury melting the hearts of the nation. I'm going to start doing that even though I am, I'm, I'm not even 30 yet. I love the, uh, Nick always wants to correct, don't even dare do it anymore. It doesn't matter what people think I am. <laughs> Whatever age you want. I'm almost young. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to start saying, I'm not over 40, I'm over 17. That's okay. like one of Mrs. Claus's tricks. You don't That's say, true. You, you can just say I'm over 17. My walk is swift and sporty. My disposition is evergreen. Why say I'm over 40? I'm over 17. I'll still have all the speed it takes when all the others have applied the brakes. And when my nail has run, I'll still be strutting and kicking like some little chicken and almost young. It's, a, it's <laughs> not lying. It's true. Oh my gosh. When she's like, my psoriasis is just my growing pains or whatever. What's the line? She's like, <laughs> she's like, my Crohn's disease is just some growing pains. But my arthritis and my phlebitis are simply growing pains. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she's dancing around with the kids who are actually very young. Um, it's really cute. And they all have to stick together. And she's teaching them about solidarity. It's fucking sure radical. Is. It's a radical film. I love how you say, like, you're surprised they kept it light. It literally, if my dad would have watched this with us in, like, 1996, <laughs> he would have been so angry and triggered. That's wrong. What do you say? That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that was. <laughs> this isn't very realistic. This Miss Santa Claus isn't very realistic. <laughs> He'd be pissed that it was liberal propaganda. 
I don't know. Just a little. Here's a little factoid. Uh, you know, Santa Claus didn't have a red suit until 1930 because of a Coca-Cola advertisement. So this is something that they slightly do. So if your dad was into his factoids, that is something that this this Miss Santa Claus does get wrong. Yeah, Coca-Cola. What was his outfit before? Just like burlap? Yeah, like a robe. I think. You know, I think. Oh, I think it was Santa like an iconic was, green yeah. robe. Mm-hmm. It was a very like Ghost of Christmas present robe kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, with some holly and stuff like that it wasn't I like that suit. that's cute mm-hmm. i like that thank you um thank you <laughs> you're welcome i'm your father anyway jess not only knows how to organize labor at a fucking factory she also knows how to lead a fucking women's march yep she sure does just by just by joining it all she has to do is join it well she teaches sadie that sadie is maybe this is something that's a little kind of mm, uh, fem- the feminism of Mrs. Claus, her age was showing a bit. Because she's like, If you wouldn't mind a little advice from a Johnny come lately like me. No, please. I so admire your fervor, Sadie. But I don't believe anyone likes to be shouted at. Well, I shout so my message can be heard. Perhaps if you try talking to these ladies uh, without your soapbox. Yeah, but during that time, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you yeah, shout yeah. it as a woman during that time, they're going to lock you up in the kook house. They're going to exactly. take you to the guillotine. But so literally, two words. Talk. What? Two words from Anna Claus, alias Anna North, alias Jessica Fletcher, to any of these women in New York City. Boom. They immediately become feminist suffragette revolutionaries ready to die on the They put on that pussy hat and they are out in the streets. Oh, well, I guess it's only the two of us after all. Still, I'm proud to march with you, Sadie. I'm Mrs. Shaughnessy, and I'm marching with you. I'm Mrs. Brandenheim, and I'm joining you, too. It's time to stand up, step out, and be counted, and then... How about tying an apron on all of the It's a lower pussy riot party. Fuck. It's oh so. I don't know. We keep saying this, but I, we just have to take a little bit of a break again to reiterate. Um, Angela is just beaming in this. Like she is radiant. Like seriously, everything joy beam. And it's like it's not. Sometimes they can do that with the lighting and da 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 makeup. It is seriously just the presence of Angela Lansbury. Like, this is obviously a light truffle. This is obviously Miss Santa Claus's palms um, trying to find yourself at a certain age. But it's mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury's thing. Come for this. Wow. Wow, that's a deep cut, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, come for this. Like, seriously, come, come, come. Come join us. We planned our strategy and our of our own to offer the world so remember our call a light as you all can pull it's time for every miss and this is to have a ball. okay let's keep going it's like maybe not as iconic as Sister Suffragette song from Mary Poppins, but it's still like the second most iconic musical theater suffragette song. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I, uh, well, Pink made a Suffragette song for that movie Suffragette that never um, got released. Oh yeah, that on movie there. didn't really happen. It did didn't it? happen, and that song didn't get picked up. But it was that also was like was Meryl and that was like Meryl and Carrie Mulligan, right? Mm-hmm. I never saw it. But talk again, about talk Pink, about your Valley of the Divas. Yeah, we we're gonna do yeah these we're gonna do Suffragettes and just mock it. <laughs> just lol, <laughs> just rip it. it apart. Okay, then there's a really cute song between Sadie and the snacky Italian boy. That's cute, but we can probably skip that because because our Lord is not in it. Our Lord's not in it, but but I will say like Sadie does. Sadie almost goes. The actress Sadie almost goes to full musical theater kind of meltdown. But she's super charming in this, and they do a lot of really brilliant choreography. It's a great scene. Every little scene in here is just. Joy, it's so cute. So and this cute. guy has so been joy. in a lot of stuff. This actor, yeah, he is has. lovely. David Nerona is his name. Oh, and her name is Deborah Weissman. So if anyone has is a friend of hers or a fan of hers, let us know about her because okay. we think her voice sounds so good in this. Okay, but here's my showstopper. So little, so little orphan Annie takes Miss <laughs> North uh, mm-hmm. to, to to go and see the burlesque show, which is funky. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit of a funky burlesque show, and also weird that this little girl is obsessed with strippers. But I was into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but then they get. But kicked also, out. wasn't it a bit of a nod to Gypsy? It really was. It really it was, was a big nod to Gypsy. But they don't get to say that long, so then they get kicked out into the back alley where just bizarrely all the strippers have their racks of costumes and clothing because mm-hmm. that's where you keep yep. your shit is in the there wasn't room a, backstage no there's not room backstage and you don't really need anyone watching you're probably very expensive boas and feathers and this is where angela really gets into her belt and her shimmy oh my gosh you guys fuck yes we can't even show you this but angela does a shimmy chorus girl line with this little orphan annie that is <laughs> everything whistle when you feel that no one is near Whistle And you'll find me standing right here Here to help smooth out the wrinkles Here to make loneliness in It'll do you a lot of good Knowing you've got a good friend And all you have to do is whistle you'll find me holding your hand when life doesn't go the way that you planned whatever rut you get stuck in you'll feel me pulling you through and then and forevermore you'll hear me whistling for you and don't worry there's this a reprise to this too there's a reprise to almost every song so if you liked it has a hear it again Every song has a reprise, like uh, five to six minutes later. Then all you have to do is whistle, and you'll find me holding your hand. When life doesn't go the way that you planned, whistle. This song is also very gypsy. This is very together wherever we go. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's and it's about if you, you know, it's it's a little bit bananas. It's about whistling if you miss someone. There's so go ahead and whistle, my my angels. I'm sure we're all. I know you're people all right missing now. people. Yes, none of us get to see anybody. We're all fucking. I miss the whole fucking world. So just try and whistle. That might make you feel better. Shit. Question for you: 
if this was the Murder, She Wrote musical instead of the Mrs. Santa Claus musical, who would Jess have sang this song with? The Horror of Babylon, maybe? Evie Simpson? Maybe. Wouldn't Evie Simpson think, want to take that? Yeah. She, she's it, an actress. She's one of the premier been, actresses of Copic Cove. That's true. Um, I like to Dr. think Seth? doing it with, yeah, maybe Dr. Seth or maybe her nephew Grady. Oh, he is such a freak. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe Grady's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember Grady's wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have, we have been out of Cabot Cove for too long. Okay. Well, so now then Charles Durning does literally a song in a gra- from the grave. I mean, the boy Mm-mm. doesn't move from the, his goddamn Santa chair. It's eerie, this performance. This performance it's- was <laughs> not okay because it was not okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I have to say Charles one thing Durning about Charles Durning had kidney Santa stones Claus. or something. She had, he had, he had, he had, he was, he had something. Because I, because the whole thing is like she's Mrs. Santa Claus. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, there needs to be a little bit of spark and flair there. Uh, yeah, and and gosh, she has maybe like a minute and a half of this song, and it is it's 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 a thriller we're to see if gonna, he's going to get we're there. Not, we're not going to subject you to it. Though no, I do fuck just no. have to say, like, I hate that they kept Michael Jeter's Arvo character up in the North Pole with Mr. Santa Claus. I wish he would have gone with her to New York, exactly. gotten in some hijinks, found a boyfriend, would have been like maybe arrested by that cop, maybe like also would have found like a political cause he believed in. Well, you know you what, know? bitch? Okay, we're just rewriting the movie. Fine, let's do it. Game on. He could have Go. started working in the stables, living in the stables with mm-hmm. all of his, you know, hooved friends and then yeah. he sees that like oh he actually is the expert of toys so he could really go over to tavish's workshop or and maybe take over and take make over. an alternate like toy universe where everyone who works there like it's a fully integrated workplace where everyone has labor rights and shared profit participation well so back in in, in new york city and avenue a not only has miss north started the feminist revolution Mm-hmm. She's also started uh, workmen's rights, <laughs> child revolution. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She makes the papers, makes work, the papers. A work, a work shortage, a work slowdown because they don't have any coal in their fire, and they're all they're all cold all the fucking time. Now, if I had to be real Grinch, I would say like, well, honey, yes, they are cold, but they're also tiny, tiny children who. <laughs> probably totally. shouldn't be working 12 hours a day making totally. uh, inexpensive crappy toys but mm-hmm. but she's doing the best she can no my dumplings I think a proper slowdown would be even slower slowly oh that's perfect for me fine you think this is really gonna work it's better than doing nothing and freezing but we've got to stick together like glue, Fritzy. It's only when the wheels turn together that the train can move. Oh. So, gonna so she work. gets fired by warm. the mean boss, but then she sneaks back in. How does she sneak back in? No, is this the only time magic happens? Mm. Besides, well, except sleigh? for the flying reindeer. Yeah, yeah. She goes to the chimney, just like her old man Saint Nick. Uh huh. Just like using some iconic magic. I and I, she, I was say like I I always say with the gay thing or with with men is he gay is he cute I will say with women does she have powers and what are they those are my favorite oh, things those are my some of my favorite that. things so I would have this once I realized that they were gonna do that I was like oh I wish she had just a little bit more like twinkle. more powers yeah 
yeah. more powers. Just like occasionally doing a little blah, 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 and making mm-hmm. something appear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. I know. Or kind I'm of like, you know, like- I love when someone knows something about you know and like just that little power where they where they where she, where she's like well, she, i know you have candlesticks in your bag miss she Robert. definitely did she just kind of held it back in this i think she did yeah she had to be miss north so she's gonna show everything but once she goes back in the chimney with her powers she convinces the kids to start a boycott she somehow turns these children around real quick and they start a full-ass boycott of tavish toys to let everyone in new york city know that these toys are shit only way we'll succeed with tavish is if you children stick together not that again well not just the children in here but all of the children in the entire city what if you told every boy and girl in New York that Tavish toys fall apart the day after Christmas? What if everyone knew that little children suffered to make them? I'm talking about a strike, a boycott, citywide. Yeah, they go back, they get, toy, they get toys back from every household. People, once Myths, once Jessica arrives to town, the place gets cleaned up. You have no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> like, There's people a- get right. Crime can't happen under the watchful eye of Jessica North. Get right by the Lord or go to hell, you motherfuckers. (laughs) And then there's a ball at the local policeman's union. And there's some whole subplot where the boarding woman lady, the old school sidle, is in love with the policeman, which I didn't really follow that. Too much, too much. The old school sidle does give Angela a brand new red Bob Mackie gown with some iconic <gasps> cleavage. Oh my God, this gown. You know what? This is the gown. This is the gown from the end of Tu Wong Fu. Oh, yes. 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 This with the tool veil. Actually is the, that um, that our diva Stalker Stalker Channing walks out with. To, mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So she's got this amazing tool and everyone's at the ball and everyone's fine and they say that like... Come to think of it, what you've really been is our Santa Claus. Mrs. Santa Claus. And she gets that fucking workplace validation that she was seeking that she wasn't getting at the North Pole and that's fucking hot. And then she decides to sing a song that's like, I'm well, A, because it's... it's We see the fucking lunkhead that she's married to in this one. But she she yeah. goes out on the balcony in that gorgeous dress, and I guess you know it's a it's one of the it's one of the classics. Literally, he needs me. It's literally called "He Needs Me," and it's one of those classics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can't be apart. She's like, you know, my journey ends where he is. Every time a star is falling, someone that you love is calling. He needs me, yes, he needs me. Don't even ask me how I know. I know when he calls me, my heart hears him and tells me that it's time for me to go. He's my world, and I am his. He's 
my world and journey's end is where he is. Which is oh, you know, she's 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 taking back her her knowledge back to the North Pole to get things right. So maybe is my world and I am his. He's my world and journey's end is where he is and his laughter is my laughter and tells me what I'm living for and so if he needs me I'll go I need him much more. Two things I love about this song. One of them is the fact that she acts like it's cold out, so she wraps her mm. shoulders in the tool like mm. it isn't completely like see-through like it's not going to protect her for warmth at all mm. but i love that move and the second thing i love is i feel like angela plays this song like she's just pure ass horny yeah yeah this is kind of the sexiest uh mm-hmm. jessica you know i'm not into sexualizing the goddess but it's this is like real fire and steam coming off that balcony. it is yeah she needs that sanny back and, and so she's like ready she's like running to the you know running over to the friggin to her reindeer reindeer barn and they're gone zos who took them friggin tavish toys tavish, tavish toys, toys carry them why did he take them well why did he you tell me that yeah but you tell me that childhood trauma yeah poor little augie tavish you wrote to santa asking for a stuffed bear back in 1872, was it? And Santa brought you the most beautiful bear. It had a vest with a satin lining. But then you never wrote to him again. You mean Santa noticed that? He mentioned it several times. Well, you see, my stepbrother, he stole my bear on Christmas Day. And you loved it so and you thought you'd never have another one like it. Yes, that's right. So you wanted to ruin every child's Christmas just the way yours had been ruined. Yes, it's true. I, I can't deny it. Well, Augie, you don't have to destroy anyone's Christmas ever again. Here, dear. Just like the one you lost, right down to the satin vest. And remember, it's not the gift itself that matters. It's the love behind it. Thank you. That's something magic that she does. She's completely magic. She has a supernatural memory. She, we have found out in this movie, Jessica Fletcher, North Anna Claus has been a union organizer, a feminist trailblazer, a cartographer, a cocoa master, a matchmaker, a couture dress model, a wife. And now she's a fucking child therapist. Boom. Boom. What else? And now she, she needs do? to go back to her Santa man. Mm-hmm. So he she heals him. She heals, heals Tavish toys. She heals his his childhood trauma. She gets on that thing. She's like, I'm out of here. 
She makes it back home. And what does Santa have for her? Okay, this is gorgeous. This is my favorite. Beyond that I, red dress. I knew that. The first thing I said was, this outfit would look really good on you. Oh, I actually have two stuffed Miss Piggies in this exact outfit, bitch. Describe the outfit for them. It's this red velvet jacket with a gorgeous deep hood with white fur lining. And it fits her like Bob Mackey's glove. He knows Mm -hmm. how to cinch it properly in. And it's heaven. I mean, it's just so luxurious and warm. I mean, seriously, it is. And and he he gives. Oh, he also gives her some earrings. And then he's like, you're coming with me, sweetie pie. It's the gayest Michael Jeter gets, too, because Michael Jeter's being like, the earrings, don't forget the earrings. Yeah. He's like, gotta make that outfit look, <laughs> look right. And she's like, oh my gosh, hubby hubby, like, you've learned some lessons, too. Like, now I get to come with you. And, like, people, mm-hmm. everyone gets to know who Miss Santa Claus is. And then and they're going to deliver the toys together, mama. With a, du- with a duet. That Angela mm-hmm. Lansbury literally has... Angela Lansbury's doing 100% this entire movie. And then, unfortunately, she has to <laughs> 120% during this, <laughs> like, four-minute song on that duet. She literally... Oh. Oh, 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 <laughs> Weekend at Santa Claus's, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Dead in that sleigh. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Anna! Merry Christmas, Nikki. Through a navy blue night Crowned with shimmering stars the kids of the world, I'll be paying my annual call. But now that you're sitting beside me, we'll have the best Christmas of all. Flying over the clouds, floating under the moon. As we watch and we wait for the first chimney top to appear But now that you're sitting beside me We'll have the best Happy New Year Though the wind may be strong I will never complain, dear I'm happy as long as there's you and my reindeer through a navy blue night crowned with shimmering stars in a moment i know that the first little snowflake will fall but now that you're sitting beside me we'll have the best christmas of all Slay. Slay me. He's dead. (laughs) Oh, poor poor Charles. Poor Charles, but whatever. Angela's living and she's beaming again and she's she's giving it all. I mean, she's giving it all. She's really still making you believe in Christmas. So I want all my fucking battle angels out there who have kids. I want you to show them this and be like, Santa Claus is dead. You're writing all your letters to Mrs. Anna Claus from now on. Absolutely. Only talk about Anna Claus coming to you. Let's start it new. Jess laid the blueprint for us 24 years ago this Christmas, and we have yet to follow it. 
Also, ha- teach your kids about Anna Claus. Te- have your kids write to Anna Claus, and let's all write to, let's all handwrite to these bigwig Hollywood studios and demand no more Santa Claus origin Mm-mm. stories, Santa Claus stories, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I will say Diva News, you know, um, on uh, Mr. Santa Claus 2 with Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn is Miss Santa Claus in uh, the newly Beautiful. released version on Netflix. So does she have, that's really exciting. Does she have powers? I don't know, babe. I haven't seen it yet. I we mean, need to watch it and find out if yeah. she's got power. But I think we write to these big, these big Hollywood big wigs, and we tell them like it's time for it's time for the Anne Anne Clause of it all. Like we need we need these we need these in our lives. Okay, question for you: oh. Who who else would you want to be Mrs. Anna Claus? Mrs. Anna Claus. Did you see? Did you see the controversial New York? I'm sure you saw it. New York Times 25 greatest actors of the 21st century. I did. You did. Thank God. I was just like, as long as Alfrey's on this, I'm fine. Kind and she of. was. 17. Seven fucking teen. I don't think it was ranked in order. I think, I think it they was. were just do. I don't think they were like this is number one. Oh, maybe they were. They were like Denzel. Denzel is number is one. Number one. Isabel is number two. Those two, the, at least that, that I would mean, make well, like yeah. some sense of okay. you doing the ranking. Anyways, wouldn't Alfred be just delish? Alfred would be delish. I would like a little more musical in mind. So I'm going to say Dame Audra McDonald. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> Audra in a music, in a, in a Christmas musical, the beaming, oh. the joy, the true the joy, joy, the, the love, the embrace the of joy. True. She really is the greatest heir the of beauty. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a murder she wrote revamp starring Audrey McDonald. Heaven, heaven, we've got it. <laughs> I mean, there we go. Um, other Anna Clauses I would like to see. I think Ariana Grande would be a cute, like young Mrs. Anna Claus. Origins, like Miss Claus. Origins. Yeah, yeah. I think she's got a lot of spirit of Christmas, and I don't think she's much of an actress though. Well, I don't know. I, I just read somewhere that she's going to be in a new movie. That's not me telling you very much. It's a new Meryl Streep movie, actually. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I got a McKay joint, so I guess we'll see. Oh, okay. I could also deal with a Diane Weist, Mrs. Santa Claus, like a dark, like more serious Mrs. Santa Claus movie. Oh, really? Well, when I was looking up, I was like, I typed in Miss Claus uh, on my search to look it up, and it actually brought me to a horror, uh, like some cheapo 2018 uh, horror Miss Claus movie, so... Who was who played Miss Claus in that? Fucking no one. It's cheapo, but but it, but it's it, it's out there if you want it, babe. It's out there. It's alive and well. <laughs> well, we love all of you for coming on this Mrs. Claus North Pole journey with us. Um, go enjoy uh, Angela Lansbury and Mrs. Claus. It's a real bop. Yeah, yeah. This is this is probably one you haven't seen. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of dreck out there. You know, they, I think I just read somewhere that there's 22 new holiday movies just this season alone being released. Yeah. I think it's more than that. It's so many. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what that entitles. Does that include like all of the endless things of Hallmark? I don't know. But this is, this is an absolute joy. String some popcorn and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pour yourself some cocoa and. Just Turn this on when you're doing a puzzle by the tray. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's totally beautiful. Costumes on fleek, performances on fleek, songs on fleek, everything fleek, fleek, fleek on the rooftop. <laughs> click, 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 click. click. <laughs> All right, Battle Angels. 
We love you. you. Um, come meet us over at the Patreon. And we're going to just get undo into the, the undoing. undoing of it all. We're going to get undone right now. Yep. Okay. Bye, babies. Bye. Bye. No longer kids. And have kids of your own. You'll remember what somebody said to you when you were small. As long as you love one another, you'll have the best Christmas of all. As long as you love one another, you'll have the best Christmas, the best Christmas, the best. Christmas of all